Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks so much for listening and greatly appreciate everybody out there for uh, checking out the episode this morning. Uh, looking back at the AFC Championship game, a night that Bengal fans uh, surely will not forget. It's crazy. Even after watching that game live and, you know, zipping through highlights, there's there's so many plays and so many moments you miss. Even Patrick Mahomes' five-yard run gets to plus 15 after that. Thanks to Joseph Asai's uh, hit out of bounds. E- even on that play, I mean, it looks like there could have been holding called on Kansas City. So those poor Cincinnati Bengals, man. I mean, lest we forget the Super Bowl last season and Logan Wilson and that and that penalty defensively keeping a Los Angeles Rams game-winning touchdown drive alive. I, I know you can play this game with every team, every postseason, but my gosh, has this Bengal fan base been through a lot these last two seasons. Uh, I, I don't think it came down to officiate. It was bad both ways. Definitely skewed Kansas City. Uh, as we wrote at GoLongTD.com, though, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, the two best players on the field when it mattered most. And what can you say about Andy Reid and Brett Veach and the way that this team is constructed? Uh, look at this draft class. They got contributions out of people rounds one through seven from Trent McDuffie, I said Isaiah McDuffie on the last episode, the, the Packers linebacker, the cornerback Trent McDuffie, the tip on third and 17, right down to Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, and as several folks, including RG3, have noted, he runs like his life depends on it. He runs like every time he touches the ball, maybe his absolute last attempt at glory. Uh, he was remarkable, especially on a 16-yard catch-and-run break and several tackles for Kansas City. Hey, you pay a quarterback, you can still build a team. I just thought it'd be good to do a separate episode here uh, before we let the moment pass by on on the NFC Championship. Uh, so yes, just just riding solo on this episode. Obviously, uh, you know, Eagles, 49ers, not much of a game. Uh, not much of a game from the get-go. I, I think that, you know, the margin for error was was pretty small at the quarterback position for San Francisco. They they couldn't afford turnovers from Brock Purdy, something he's been so good at all season long. I mean, I got I picked San Francisco to win this game. Really thought that they were tough enough in the trenches to go toe to toe. They they are, I I think, but uh, it didn't show. It did not show in this game. What whether it was Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson before he was knocked out of the game. And then they bring back Purdy, even though he can't throw the ball further than five yards with the elbow injury. Um, it was like a high school football offense for San Francisco at that point where they, they aren't even really attempting passes. They're, they're trying any form of trickeration that they can via George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this just kind of turned into a please, can we simulate to end type of NFC championship game? So, I want to get to San Francisco a little bit later. Let, let's talk Philadelphia first. They're favored to win the Super Bowl. I, I think we know why. I mean, they've got issues, and and Jim Onis brought those issues to the forefront earlier with, with Jalen Hurts and um, yeah, completed 15 passes for a buck 21. They didn't really do much through the air because they didn't really have to do much through the air. It was the same deal against the New York Giants. Uh, is that a problem? I. It's hard to say it's a problem when you're smashing teams in the playoffs. So I, I don't think so yet. They they play a different brand of football than just about everybody in the AFC. They want to 
run the ball early, run the ball often. They had 44 rushing attempts for 148 yards and the four touchdowns from three different players against San Francisco. They hit you with Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. Of course, Jalen Hurts is a big part of that ground game. So that that's where it starts. And then they're going to try to get this Super Bowl going downhill, playing physical, all the pro bowlers across the offensive line. And then defensively, they led the NFL in sacks. They've got the best pass rush in football. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, um, all sorts of threats all over the place to make your life a living hell defensively. You know, Jason Hargrave has got to be one of the best players we don't talk nearly enough about. And oh, by the way, Jordan Davis was a first round pick. And hey, 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 whoa, there's Nadamik and Sue and Linval Joseph. It's kind of gross how much talent they have on the defensive front. So that's where they're going to try to win. They're going to just try to play bully ball, run the ball often, and uh, attack, harass Patrick Mahomes at every opportunity. That's what football is about. You need a stud quarterback, and then you need people to make the lives of those stud quarterbacks hell. This is going to be a different pass rush than anything Patrick Mahomes has been accustomed to. I, you know, for, for Just first thinking about this game, I really don't know how to wrap the brain around it because Patrick Mahomes is so special and was unbelievable in this AFC Championship game, just completely changing the way he plays, only running when he really had to on that third and four. I do think that Kansas City, there's obviously a formula for them to win this game, and that Philadelphia is going to try to drag you into that proverbial back alley, and maybe nobody in the AFC, despite all of these elite quarterbacks, maybe none of these teams have really seen a defense and a front like this um, in a lot of ways <clears throat> I guess if you're looking at this through a, a Philly lens it does kind of remind me of the uh the old LA Lakers dream team when you know you had Shaq and Kobe and Carmelone and Gary Payton and they loaded up and we all just kind of assumed hey whoever gets out of the west is just going to smash whoever is in the east where Philly's kind of like uh the Detroit Pistons I mean they've got They've got some dudes who want to hurt you and they, they, they find a way to do it in a game that has softened and has gone finesse. So I think that is a cause for concern. If you're Kansas city is, is not to have a repeat of what you had two years ago where Patrick Mahomes is actually running for 497 yards before pass attempts and sacks. I, I shortchanged it earlier. Um, yes, only well, nearly 500 yards. He was running around. Did Kansas City fix that problem? They might have. Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Thune, Cree Humphrey. This is a different offensive line than we saw that night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but a very similar front Philly now, Tampa then. Uh, and you saw that against San Francisco where they, the 49ers, uh, yes, they're down to nothingness at quarterback, but I don't think it really would have mattered. Uh, it's it's hard if you're a 49er fan to sit here on Monday and say, oh, you know, Brock Purdy, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, we would have had a chance to win. No. <laughs> San Francisco wasn't winning this game. Uh, if, you know, Purdy was a quarterback, Garoppolo, Josh Johnson, anybody. Uh, Philadelphia just dictated the terms. Shame on Kyle Shanahan and, and all of us who just assumed that was a catch by Devontae Smith early in the game. Uh, going for it on fourth down, which I love. It looked like an unbelievable play by an unbelievably talented receiver. It was not, though, as replay showed, the ball popped out. 
Um, so actually, you know, if that was called what it should have been called, an incomplete pass, Jalen Hurts is finishing with less than 100 passing yards in this game. Again, is it going to matter? It sure isn't going to matter if they run 50 times for 200 yards and score five touchdowns on the ground. Nobody will nobody will be uh, debating whether or not Jalen Hurts can win from the pocket and beat you with his arm. I, I still trust the eyes of Kurt Warner, and he went out of his way in our conversation about Tua Tunga Viola to say that Jalen Hurts was playing the position from the pocket better than anybody in the NFL, better than Joe Burrow, better than Patrick Mahomes, who he had a lot of issues with. He had a lot of issues with him just trying to work outside the confines of the scheme and not taking what's there. And in a way, that ankle, like we talked about last week, comparing it to Brett Favre back in the day, that maybe that is the saving grace. We saw it. Mahomes was disciplined. He just he just hit the players who were available, who were open. Um, and they, this is without his top three guys at one point. McCole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, Kadarius Tony all suffering injuries, and it doesn't matter. He finds freaking Marcus Kemp for a huge completion for 13 yards. Uh, Sky Moore enters the chat. Isaiah Pacheco as a receiver, and obviously Kelsey does his thing, and Marquez Valdez-Scanlon is unbelievable, 116 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I think that you, you can't take Jalen Hurts lightly as a passer, and I think that what they're going to try to do is what they've done against the Giants, against the 49ers. If they can just bludgeon you with a hammer, they're just going to bludgeon you with a hammer. But if they have to throw the ball, I think that they're still confident they can do it. I think that Jalen Hurts has proven that he can win from the pocket. Now he's got the bad shoulder, and that's the unknown. Nobody really knows how much that's affecting him as a passer. Maybe maybe it's a hell of a lot more than than we think. But look, if they're if they're running and you have the threat of the run, um, you're going to have a ton of one-on-one opportunities in this game if you're Philadelphia. So, and then it's on AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurst, just take advantage of those one-on-ones. So I, I think that they're Philadelphia is going to be feeling really good about themselves. Kansas city is going to be feeling really good about themselves out of that win against Cincinnati, where it was uh fairly obvious that they, they had a little extra motivation and you, you still got to do it on the field. Words don't really matter. Words are words. Um, I mean, I, honestly, when Joe Burrow has the ball and he's driving, I think he had a, what, 37-38, going in for a potential game-winning score, nobody in their right mind gave a damn about Mike Hilton saying Burrow had to a, to a camera at the end of a Bills win. Nobody on the Chiefs cared. Nobody in the Bengals cared. And if the B- Bengals get a couple more first downs and kick a field goal and win that game, you better believe we're hearing from Eli Apple, Mike Hilton, and everybody in Cincinnati. It's just how it works. I mean, this is a game that's decided by inches, and there's a ton of emotion. Um, but it, it comes down to execution late in the game. Kansas City was able to deliver in that spot. And now they get Philadelphia. Uh, let me know who you want to hear from. Uh, I'll be down there in Phoenix. More detail on that later in the week. We'll be spending all week uh chatting with players from both sides, just some fantastic access down at the Super Bowl. So uh, let me know what interests you, whether it's a player, a team, a theme, a trend. We're going to be taking on some trend stories as well. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun here at golongtd.com. For our subscribers, this is going to be a lot of premium content coming for the people who who pay to read. I greatly, greatly appreciate you. And if you're just listening to the podcast on the free list, you can upgrade anytime at golongtd.com slash 
subscribe monthly, annual. And if you really love us, hey, become a VIP member and get access to all of our happy hours. I actually was just texting with Dallas Clark. Uh, I believe he's going to be our next happy hour guest. Um, And we're thinking potentially Friday. Don't hold me to it, but we're hoping for Dallas Clark soon. And this is only going to be for the VIP members. It's just an exclusive opportunity to hang out with players from around the NFL. Just a few people on a Zoom, throwing back some drinks, hearing some old war stories. Uh, Dallas Clark is in. Warren Moon will be in at one point. Who else we have? Um, Leroy Butler, LaVon Kirkland, Chad Brown, Ryan Leaf, Chris Sims. We've gotten a lot of yeses from a lot of people and... These these are these are players that you have all suggested as well because it's about it's about you it's about who you want to hang out with so become a VIP member today and you get that Zoom happy hour access you get a go long hoodie some sleek new hoodies coming in very soon the single blue color on black by popular demand so those are going to be sharp and of course a signed copy of the blood and guts how tight end safe football, all of that gets you a VIP membership. Hope you consider, hope you join. Uh, also, you'll, I'll shoot you my cell phone number and we can talk about the games whenever you want. Really want to try to just take this community to the next level. So thank you for your consideration. All of that at golongtd.com slash subscribe. You'll see those options. Alrighty, that's going to do it uh, for this abbreviated episode and you can expect more with Jim Monas going to try to get some uh, more writers some former former players as well on this pod it's going to be a lot of fun and again keep an eye out for the Dallas Clark happy hour thank you so much everyone we'll talk soon